Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Record in three, two, one. We are live. <laughs> Welcome to the Crunch, the only podcast that is a live rewatch of every episode of Family Guy. Welcome to season 13, episode four. We're back, baby. Let's see what Peter gets into this time. Oh, man. Peter Griffin. Uh, And I'm Patrick. Um, This is a podcast where we try to find out if Catholics are funny. No, 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 no. uh, This is a Family Guy rewatch podcast. (laughs) Sorry. Of course. This is a Family Guy rewatch podcast. This is a podcast that's about the Fox animation block and nothing else. That's what we're here for. Do you think there's a rewatch podcast where it's just the the guy who plays the the deaf man covered in oil and the girl who used to play Meg watching all the episodes of Family Guy? I've actually never seen an episode of Family Guy, so I have no clue what you're talking about. Well, there's a there's a random character that I think is a guy covered in oil. And I know about Quagmire, and I know about yeah. the chicken. And I it's know the guy. About... My I joke is that the, my joke is the rewatch podcasts are always people who have very little to do with the actual show, uh, and see, so see, it's I the see. girl who the, the the girl who played Meg in season one was not Mila Kunis. It was someone else. I wouldn't be and surprised so, if Seth MacFarlane, uh, who did not die on nine eleven even though he was supposed to be on the flight that hit the tower. Um, I I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if he did an episode with that was a podcast and it was like Lois and Chris and the dog and Stewie watching an old episode of family guy inside the episode of family guy. I mean, they've been on the episode. All those characters. I don't know. I'm just saying like he's the creator. That's why I said that. Yeah, he. I think he plays a bunch of the characters. He does. He does. I think he, he is the Family Guy. Oh, well, now we're talking. No, Seth Green plays the fat kid. The guy who wrote that. And I was unjustly about compared the girl to with in cancer? middle school. What? Oh, what? The kid Seth- Chris Griffin, who I was unjustly compared to when I was in middle school. Unjustly. No, nah, it was it was warranted. It seems pretty just. I've seen. I straightened my school. hair. It looked exactly like him. It was like yeah. Was, I've seen photographs. Awful. You put a little hat on. You had oh, those big yeah. sneakers. You wore the big sneakers. That's the problem. That was the thing that made you stick out. Was the big shoes. The big sneakers. Yeah. As 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 one kid in my algebra one class, Van referred to me as wearing. Yeah, he was a big black kid. Yeah, he His he started Van? roasting. His name was Van. What was his and, dad's name? Truck? I don't know. Probably, probably Van. Van. I think it was a then, family. So he name. was called Minivan when he was a kid, mm-hmm. baby. Yeah, there you yeah. go. But uh, he started roasting my kicks, uh, which I later learned is like uh, a thing that happens. And uh, he just kept. He and a bunch of people kept like pointing at my shoes and like talking mm-hmm. about uh, how they were Jesus sneakers. And I was just, I'm just, a, I was the white kid from uh, a relatively uh, uh, not well-off <laughs> middle-class family going, I've never considered what my shoes look like ever before. This is not something that... The only thing to consider about your shoes is whether or not you can run fast in them up and down the pay less aisles. That's the, that's the important thing. That's Anything important other thing. than that is like, who? what does it even matter if they look good? If you can't outrun your mom in the parking lot after you get yeah, them? Yeah, it doesn't even make any sense stupid i was like i feel like i'm experiencing a cultural difference this is not something that i care about yeah i care much more about what did i care what's a what's a stereotypically suburban white kid thing to care about how many pokemon i have yeah pokemon uh getting the getting the newest ipod touch edition yeah that was i cared a lot about having 
I cared about having the lightsaber app on my phone. That was what I was really into. I remember thinking, man, if I could get a if I could get an iPod touch with 16 gigabytes, think of how many music think of how much music I think could many, download. Think of how many apps. Think of how many games could You can't even like you can't Dick even Man like download an iOS update if you only have 16 gigabytes left. Like you can't even. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I I think it's we used just, to be I think you're biased. Flash drives in our pockets. I think you're biased because you have the 32 gig iPhone, and so you just are always st- stressing. I don't have the 32 gigabyte iPhone. I thought you had. Th- I thought you had the 32 gig. What do you have? The 64. No, no, no. I think so. You got the 64. That's not a lot. We got to double it up. We got to double up. We your, really your do storage. Yeah. Yeah. We just expense that to the company. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. I'm excited to get the iPhone 15. You want to know why? No. Because they have the USB-C chargers finally. Oh, so Apple got sued. Apple got sued in the UK, mm-hmm. and now they have to use. They have to offer USB-C chargers, and so I'm excited to have all of my devices have one charger. I'm really excited for that. How many other devices do you have? I've got the so one my, device, the iPhone. So my my headphones, my headphones have a USB-C, and my Kindle has a USB-C, and so then my phone would have a USB-C, and then so when I go on trips. I can just mm-hmm. take one or two chargers. Wouldn't you only take two chargers if you had the USB-C and the lightning cable? Like but I can take one only two? or I can take one or two chargers. I don't have to take. I don't have to take. I have to take two chargers now. Mm-hmm. But you, you, like, would, you would like the option to take one or two. That's I would like the option to take you. only one, maybe huh. two, yeah. but probably only one. I think that's fair. See, yeah. I just don't. To me, or it's like one if it, charger if it, that has it split. If it dies, it dies. You know, that's my opinion. Yeah, no, that's the, true. But like, when you're on going on a trip, you need your phone to be recharged. Mm-mm. So sometimes boarding passes uh, become important. I print. I print them. That's you what don't. I did when we. That's what I did when we went to the Holy Land. I printed all of them. Oh yeah, that's different. It's not different. Mm-hmm. Travel. You didn't. Travel. I, I've flown with you twice. You printed the boarding passes once. Yes. You did so, not print the boarding pass to Chicago. Yeah, because I knew because I knew that it was a short flight. There was no risk of my phone dying. We we killed it traveling together to that to Chicago. We we barely had to wait. We oh man, it was great. Yeah, I think I think we're both pretty good at traveling. I will say one thing that I wish that I did better when I traveled was having more episodes of Family Guy downloaded onto my phone. (laughs) (laughs) So it would make this recording this podcast a lot easier because then I could like research and take notes and stuff. There's there's a there's a there's a genre of television out there. I think there's a genre of every kind of media out there. That's just it's made for mm -hmm. kids to feel like they're adults. You know, Marvel movies. (laughs) <laughs> no that's for adults to feel like they're kids feel like they're kids yeah that's yeah. different yeah. the fa- family guy and marvel movie are like the opposite ends of a quadrant they are yeah right it's like made for kids watched by kids made mm-hmm. for adults watched by adult right it's like it's this is the this is the this like there's a spectrum and it's like marvel movies are made for kids watched by adults family guy is made for adults watched by kids and I, I was talking to who, someone on Twitter was complaining mm. about, uh, ki- kids books these days. Kids right? books. Kids books these days are all. So and so was an ordinary teenager until it turned out she was a wizard and she went to a magical school. And it's like, okay, it's just Harry Potter. I get it. There's a lot of Harry Potter ripoffs out there. But my friend and I were talking about this because there's there's a whole can, the problem with 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 children's television and movies and books is not that mm-hmm. that that it's uh not that it's tropey it's that it's smut i've talked about this in the podcast before mm-hmm. but i was at a bookstore the other day and it was like young and adult you were getting fiction. you were getting hot and bothered in the young adult section no there was a young adult fiction section that was labeled mm-hmm. spicy oh i know Weird. and i was like i am uncomfortable in this books a million I came in here trying to find a uh, trying to find a, a a book on business, and and why did you why were you in the young adult section if you were looking for a book on business? So the thing about the sections is that 
sometimes you walk by one to go to another. Um, this one that. was this one wasn't just a section. This was like it was like twice as big as the other sections, and it had a big like display, mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. like the shelves were were Halloween themed and shaped differently to so and it said book talk on it which is like you got enticed by teen marketing it was big and it was there and i looked over (laughs) that's what so yes yes marketing is it was big it it was there and i looked it was big and it was there and i looked at it and it was young adult bookshelf i was like oh what's 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 young adult bookshelf going on and it was like an entire five shelves worth of spicy and i was like this is (laughs) this makes me uncomfortable yeah there's a whole there's a whole uh genre of fiction that's dedicated to 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 make make making teens think about sex i'm not i don't know how i feel about that yeah as if they don't enough already i know know? it's like like, it's like serving a need that's not really there you know what i mean it's insane. It's like maybe finally, once this teen reads my book, then finally he'll start having. I we keep we keep talking thoughts. about we keep we keep talking about the we keep talking about investigate the Catholic Church, look at the hard drives, and fine, go ahead. What you can't hurt us anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know what's going on at uh, at Penguin Random House. I don't you know? think you do. I don't think you do. I want to know what's going on at that random house. My thing. This is the last thing I'll say about Family Guy. Is that when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I had someone over for a sleepover, which I didn't do very often because our house was not a good sleepover house. You know, there was not a door to the basement. So, uh, no, it wasn't that house, the house we lived in before. So there was no door to the basement. And so like, you couldn't really be, you couldn't like have a rowdy time because what if the, what if the tornadoes got in, like they would be able to find you. Well, there were doors to like the storage rooms. Like we could have hidden in the laundry room or the storage yeah. room, but there was no like the basement proper. The finished part of the basement yeah. was like just straight up. The stairs went straight up into the living room. And so there was did no you have, way to did like, you have like a door to the outside that had like flaps and you could go into the basement from the outside. No, no, I'm not. I didn't live in the movie Twister. I, do, I hope you understand that. That's not where I. That's not when where the I tornadoes from. lifted up the cows, did they ever go into your roof? They there was a cow that did get misplaced, but not in my roof. Oh man, that's funny. I got gotcha. you. I lived in the yeah. city, by the way. Like I lived in a cul-de-sac in like a neighborhood. That's fair. That's yeah. a good point. Like the house that you were at, that you stayed, is uh two minutes away from the house that I grew up in. So it's like not mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. in the city here. Anyway. So you couldn't get rowdy, but what we could do is after everybody went to bed, you could turn on Family Guy, and I always thought that was like the cool thing to do. It was like, hey, why don't you? Oh yeah, let's watch Family Guy because it's late at night and my parents are asleep, and I don't normally watch this kind of stuff. But it would always be bad, (laughs) is the thing. Like it was never. (laughs) It's like we did it because we thought it was cool, because it was it was rated TV fourteen, but then it was like, and you were twelve. And we were like pretending to get the jokes, but we just didn't get it. Or there, actually, probably there weren't really any jokes to get. So, uh, yeah, we it, our time would have been better spent watching Nick at night, most likely. Probably the jokes are that he's fat, penis small. That's the joke. Yeah, that's it. Those yeah. are the jokes. Yeah. Check um, what this reminds me of the time. Yeah. Non sequitur. Reminds you of the, oh I thought you were that, that's, actually that's about the to cutaway, launch. The cutaway I thought you were gag, actually right? about to launch into something no. that reminded you of. And I was like, Yeah, Ready. see, it's effective. It's effective as a storytelling technique. I it's, was waiting with bated breath to hear the thing that it reminded me of. I will you say, of. I will say, Family Guy really did predict TikTok. Like, hey, I know you're watching this thing that has like a plot and stuff. Um, but here's something completely different for, for 30 seconds. Now mm. back to the other thing. You know, yeah. like it, 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 it switches up your, uh, your attention. Mm. Oh, sorry. Am I boring you? Yeah. Talking about family guy. Yeah. No, you had a you're tough not. week. Yeah. You pass not, it to me. 
you had a tough week, right? You're not boring me. It's just we got a lot going on over here, you know. Yeah, you got late to... late nights, early mornings. Um, oh, I'm in a high yeah. stress environment. Uh huh. Um, you know, it's okay. I'm just I'm just tired. I'm just sleepy, which is why I asked yeah. our our patrons to give us topics so that I wouldn't have topics. to come up with one with my brain. I I like when we ask to give our patrons topics because they're very good at it. They're so yeah. they know exactly what they want to hear. Ben Can Ben Eastman. You wants us to talk about parish life bagel yeah. wants us to talk about conspiracy theories they're really they really looked at us and they said play the hits can i tell you something that i desire on a deep level yeah sure i would like it so that we never have to come up with a topic again and mm-hmm. our patrons just tell us what they want us to talk about and then that's what we do and then people submit dating questions and then we answer those and then we talk about whatever we want on the bonus show which is usually just what's going on in our lives. That's my ideal setup. I never have that to is, plan that, ever that's, again. That's the picture of that guy laying in a pond and yeah. he's like, I am moisturized and thriving. Mm-hmm. Like that's us. If you want to help me get moisturized and it, more importantly, if you want to help me thrive, thrive. join over patreon.com slash All you got to do is join at the $5 a month level and you can submit topic ideas. So if there's something you really want to talk about, you can join for a month. And then quit, and we'll talk about your thing. And you're good. And that's it. That's all it takes to buy an episode of this show. <laughs> so, uh, but you, interviews cost more. You got to join the hundred dollar month tier for at least a year. Anyway, um, so do you? What do you want to? What do you want to tackle first? Do you want to do the parish life thing? You want to do the conspiracy thing, or do you want to do the housing slash community thing? We got three little options here. Um, I do want to talk about the parish thing first. Okay, because I that was the thing that I was I was checking my phone pre-show, you know, I'll read I, it. Know, to I you. did the thing. I walk into my parents house. I open the fridge to try to see if there's anything yummy. There's not because my mom is at home. And so they haven't gone grocery shopping. And so I'm like, I want to check you know, the outside fridge. And while I was checking that, I was reading this and um, I already have thoughts, but please read it to me. And I'll I'm going to read it. Thoughts. Read it for the people. Question. Is there anything practical to do to increase overall reverence at your parish? Many lay people lack reverence, especially during reception of communion. Multiple priests at my parish don't show much reverence when distributing communion. And one of those priests doesn't show a ton of reverence during the liturgy either. It's Mm. sad to me, partly because people aren't recognizing whom they're receiving. It's also sad because one of those priests is a retired bishop. We do have one priest who is far more reverent than the others, which is good, but it doesn't make this not an issue patrick here are my thoughts i'm ready there's three ways you can change thing at a par- things at a parish all right protest you're at my out parish, front if, with signs if you're at my chance in jeers nope. throwing eggs at the rectory <laughs> um kidnapping the bishop and demanding <laughs> <laughs> demanding a helicopter um there's three ways you can change things at a parish. If you're at my parish, don't listen. Personal holiness and prayer. That's number mm. one. Number one. So that's a that's something that's available to everybody. Yes. And it some would say it's effective because it's it aligns you most with the will of God. And I would say it's a yes. prerequisite. God. It's a prerequisite for these other two ways going well. Now, without prayer, you can change things at the parish with these next two methods. Um but it might not be for the best. So here are the other right. two ways you can change things at the parish. Number two, personal influence. And number three, money. So if you uh, don't have money, um, which I, uh, our friend Britt wrote in this question, she's our age. And so, you know, the amount of money that you may have is not what the kind of money that we're talking about. We're talking right. about FU money. All right. That's yes. what Franciscan university money. That's what we're talking about. Um, that's not sorry did that count as swearing that didn't count as swearing did it no no okay so uh you don't have that kind of money i don't have that kind of money we probably can't do it personal charisma riz oh perhaps perhaps (laughs) can you riz the parish council to get them to do if you you, if you have a kind of personal influence now i'm not talking about like you find the people in the positions of power and you whisper in their ear tell them what you know uh hey 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 parish council let me whisper in your ear sort yeah. of thing in order to no. rise up the parish council you have to like sing elvis songs and twirl no, you have an to ankle like join the parish council you have to comb your hair with brill cream to impress the yeah. parish council 
you have to like join the parish council and make (laughs) you have to join the parish council you have to like make them like you you know you gotta say secretary of the parish council want to come out and get a soda pop with me I hear that's what you did back in your day. Let's have a sock. Man, I, oh, I miss Nixon, don't you? Uh, oh, man. But I yeah, remember so the, when the when the S&P 500 went up every year without <laughs> fail. I um Yeah, so it, that that's the other way to do it. And again, I'm not talking about like personal uh, relationships, the way that a normal, I'm saying someone of extreme influence can change the way things work in a parish. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you really have to, either pray and grow in personal holiness or you have to have a lot of money or you have to have some kind of insane political personal. You have to put all of your stat points into charisma is what you have to do. Or into wealth. Those are the two things that will change a parish. I'm sorry. That's not the answer that you wanted, but that is how the world works. So there is no way you can't, you personally can have a conversation with your pastor. You personally can have a conversation with the parish council. Maybe you personally could have a conversation even with the bishop, but that doesn't really matter in the Catholic church in 2023. Like there's so many yeah. people that have desires that bring to these people, the bishop, the pastor. I would prefer it if things were this way. I would prefer it if things were this way. I would prefer it if things were this way. Your thing is more correct maybe than some of the other things that people prefer. Yeah. Knowing you but is probably it. But you have to remember that there are just as many people saying, I would love it if women could preach a homily. I would love it if there were more girl altar servers. I would love it if there were more lay people involved in the liturgy. I would love it if there was less Latin. Like there's just as many people saying those types of things as there are the people saying, we need more reverence. We need to do things at Orientum. We need to have male altar servers, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like you're just kind of throwing another branch on the fire that gets burned by the bureaucracy of nothing that is the Catholic Church. Yeah. So, so like the issue is that you could, you could obviously for, for people our age. So the oftentimes the people our age that want to see some kind of change in the parish, they recognize that, you know, okay, so I, I work an entry level job at a consulting firm. And so, mm, um, at I McKinsey. Have normal, yeah. So I, I definitely am not going to be able to, to move the needle much on, on major gifts. Um, yeah, those are two of the four. Yes. Um, I'm just trying to provide a personal connection maybe with some of our listeners to let them know that I'm in on their world. You know what I I mean? I get it. You sound like me trying to make a sale. I'm like, (laughs) uh, yeah, like, you know, how most people in the car dealers, the car industry, me trying to. Oh, you're a plumber. I got a couple of U Bens in my house. You know, you have some in your car truck? I I had one. I had one that really worked. I forget what it was, but it was, it was just like, I, I had a realtor friend tell me some kind of like common problem realtors face and i i made a joke about it in a meeting and a realtor thought it was really funny i nice. and i know that's like a super non-story because it didn't have any substance but anyway yeah so oftentimes people our age are like oh well i'll just go the influence route and like the only way you're gonna do that is um it's it takes time and it takes like i've been at this parish for I've been at this parish for 30 years now. Like I happen to have a little bit of an advantage at my parish because my, at my parish, I just so happened to be born there and my family's been members forever, but mm-hmm. my family were not influential members of my parish forever. And so that generational push doesn't actually put much in, but I, I have, I have in moments of, of anger said, my grandfather is buried in the backyard. Um, you know, like, <laughs> so I have some of that, but like, when it comes to real, well, we're talking about real influence at a parish, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's like you have to gather people and get them on your team and like, you know, really, really have them all on board too. And the problem with that is the same problem with money and influence. And I said, you can influ- you can do whatever you want at a parish if you have money or influence, but that does not guarantee that it's correct. That does not guarantee that it's a good thing, even if it's a holy reverent thing. That does not guarantee it's a good thing if you don't have prayer and if you don't have personal holiness. Some people at my parish did exactly that. They gathered the whole cohort. They rallied around, we want this priest to be our pastor. And they got they got something changed at the parish, all right. They got that priest moved. Because the bishop was like, uh, uh-uh. um, hmm. and so like you gotta, 
you really got to be careful because you don't you um your will is good and it, it's in the right place but the change that you want to make is above your pay grade and like if you get to the point in your life where you have the kind of influence over a parish where you could make a decision it's possible you've done things or things have happened to you that make you better form to make that decision same with money if you've like i have a friend who's who is you know has more uh financial influence over the parish than i do because he has spent years growing a business and he knows more about business than i do and that makes sense you know and so like you at your this stage in your life might not have the not only political capital or the literal capital to make decisions and that might just be what needs to be the case right now like right like pray and grow and then you'll develop the temporal skills and the and the earthly skills and the virtues and the the know-it-all the chops to make mm. to make those changes in the future and then you know then you got you still got to do with prayer because there are people who make financial decisions and 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 you know personal influence decisions in the parish that do it for ill and so you don't you want to make sure that you're not doing that because especially with stuff like more reverence in the liturgy like if you if you do something that's not of god he'll let it fail and then something that is well-intentioned failing people have a bad taste in their mouth for reverent liturgy whatever um yeah or just move parishes i don't that's another option yeah what we could do is we could plan so i i know i mentioned kidnapping the bishop earlier and i don't think you should do that but maybe if there was a way that we could have like a you know free bingo night type thing and it would lure you know, people of a certain age, and then we like yeah. drop a box on them, and then they're trapped. You know, so you gotta, then, you guys gotta stop trying to bless children. And no, not even that. Just mind. like leave them in there. You live here now. <laughs> you live in my box. What are you hungry? I'll get the senior special for you from Golden Corral. You know, nice. And if you do that, if you feed them, and if you if you give them reruns of Happy Days and the golden girls, then they'll be, they'll be peachy until it's, mm -hmm. until it's their time. And then we can bury them in the backyard. And then once we've done that, then the real work can begin. So I think yeah. if what Patrick says does not work out, you can always try the giant box trap as another <laughs> thing to pursue just in case. Uh, you're having a bad week, but you still got it, Ethan. Let's just, let's just tell you that. <laughs> See, Ethan, Ethan can have a bad week and he can still come up with some kind of Rube Goldberg-esque way <laughs> to undermine what I'm saying. <laughs> Not think, in a bad way. In a I great think way. we're here. We're 27 minutes into the podcast. This is my first glass of whiskey of the night. My second glass of whiskey is going to come during the bonus show. I think I'm just going to unleash. I think I'm just going to let loose. I'm going to say everything that I've always wanted to say that I've never said. <laughs> I was waiting to drink for the bonus show. Okay, but I am excited so if you if that's something that interests you, head on over to patreon.com slash the crunch, join the ten dollars a month and up level. You can hear the bonus show. Patrick, I think that's very good advice. The one thing that I will echo is the is the get a cohort together. If you yeah. and a bunch of your friends, and I'm not saying friends that you have already, you have to go into your parish and make friends. If you're all going to daily mass together, if you're taking adoration hours, if you're volunteering when the church needs volunteers. Then when you all present a unified front to the pastor to ask for something, then it's way more effective because, oh, yeah. because then it's like, oh, I've seen you at, you've, you guys have taken adoration slots and you've helped out with the Knights of Columbus, blah, 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 blah. And you've helped out at the women's group, blah, 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 blah. Like if you do a bunch of things, if you, if you take on the catechist spots that they need for CCD classes, like if you, if you yep. invest and you're all, it's coordinated and organized, then when you come forward and say, Hey, you know, we really love this place and it's yes. not, it's true. And like the, and the pastor knows that it's true. You're not just saying it. He's cause he sees your name on the sheets. He sees you showing mm. up at things. Mm. Then it's like, you have a leg to stand on too. So it's oh, like yeah. that, that is part of the influence equation where it's like, okay, if this is really something you want to change, can you get some friends together? And can you, even if it's like two or three other people, can you start to do something? So that's, that's the only thing that I would add. It's like that people don't really, people want to show up and be like, I want the thing that I want with, and I want it to be easy and I want it now. 
And it's like, well, that's not going to happen. So like you, you either have to give up on this thing or take the hard path. That's going to take some time. There is a time to break and disrupt stuff. Indeed. There is a time. It usually comes with hardship and yes. long meetings about how you suck. And Oh, yes, indeed. Um, yeah, so it's yeah, it's you got to show that you're part of the club before you can make changes. It's like how people don't like when non-Catholics make jokes about being Catholic. Yeah. You know. Or when you're a pledge in a fraternity and you're like, I think we should do this differently. Everyone's like, we're going to haze you even harder now because you yeah. <laughs> because you are I've been here for 3 weeks and you're trying to tell us what to do. Yeah. Um, it was me. I was the guy that got hazed. Oh um, yeah. Well, hazed i was not i was never actually hazed so there's no need to file any reports with the local police hazing is Um, so good hazing is the best i wish i had been hazed more actually i was like i I was in a no hazing fraternity which i put quotes in it because they did some things that could be considered hazing but on the whole it was nothing compared to like the other fraternities on campus but i wish they would have just hit me or something you know like it's it's part of the demasculization of society yeah truly altar servers kneeling on cushions come on patrick is there a way that we can haze our patrons to get them more invested in our show i think that's a bad idea other than the bonus podcast just being what the bonus podcast is hazing (laughs) we're actually hazing people during the bonus cast um do you want to do conspiracy theories do you want to do conspiracy theories next or do the uh um community homeownership question i want to do conspiracy theories hey thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch sorry to interrupt what i'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation but i wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors we will be back right after this everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This one's, I... this one's short. This one's from Patron Bagel. Uh... What's your favorite conspiracy theory right now? Right now? Yeah. I want to I want to open this with a great point that Please. I heard someone yeah. make. Yeah. You don't I don't trust anyone who believes no conspiracy theories. You're telling me that you think the government is batting a thousand and right. just telling us everything. Yeah. Like every 30 years, they come out with a new document that's like, yeah, we did that. We did that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. And it's like, I, uh, or the, the, way, the way the guy put it was like, the government is in charge of everybody. I'm in charge of one person, my son. And I lie to that kid all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I lie to that guy all the time. It's true. So, so, here we are, conspiracy theories that we believe, particularly about the U.S. government or like conspiracies in general. I think just conspiracies in general. Okay. Conspiracies yeah. in general. Conspiracies that we believe happened, where people got together and conspired. I mean, I don't think... Okay, let's just define some terms, because I don't think a conspiracy theory necessitates a group of people getting together and conspiring. I do think that there can be something that's true that has been subject to cover up in an unofficial capacity. So like as in people conspired to cover it up. No, 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 no. Conspiring implies that like people like a group of people got together and agreed this is the message. This is how we're going to present this. And then they brought it forth instead of like something happening. And then over time, different groups of people acting in their own self-interest. I'm talking about like 9-11, for example. Like I don't think a group of people got together sure. before 9-11 and were like, well, these guys are going to bomb this thing. And we're all going to pretend like we didn't know about it. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? What you're describing is a conspiracy theory. The other thing that you're describing is not a conspiracy theory. So a conspiracy theory, people misuse this all the time. People say that the conspiracy theory 
the conspiracy theories. You're mansplaining to me right now, and I don't appreciate it. This is a podcast. The hell did you expect? (laughs) Friendship, (laughs) brotherhood. (laughs) Never heard of them. Dude, the funny I I made someone so mad on the on the Instagram because someone me right now. What did you? Who did you make mad on the Instagram? Which post was it? I've, I, it was my, it was my, it was my, it was the dancing around one. It's probably buried because it's, it's at like 800,000. That one, that one did really well. It did better than the first one. I know. It's now our most watched video. As of right now. That's Dude, awesome. it's going to hit a million. It's going to hit a million. Let's go. And you're but, so just hot. Thanks. <laughs> just, I just want to, <laughs> come on. Oh man. Anyway. Anyway, but someone, what was the comment? Was I'm like, gonna look for it as like, you're explaining it. Someone was like, "Um, John three sixteen, and I said, "Never heard of him." <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "Catholics don't even know John three sixteen. <laughs> That's really funny, dude. That's never great. heard of him. Yeah, John three sixteen. Oh my god, never heard of him. <laughs> anyway, conspiracy theories are theories that you come up with about people that have conspired to cover up something so it can be like 9-11 happened and it was actually we could have like the the conspiracy theory that i find plausible is that the third plane was shot down or the fourth plane was shot down that's a conspiracy theory that i find plausible was that the plane in Philadelphia that the mm-hmm. um, or the Pennsylvania plane, the yeah. story about the story about the person storming the cockpit and taking the plane down and the audio I from think, the cell phones inside the plane was all faked. I could believe that. Not necessarily that it was faked, but that it was found and used to cover up the reality that like they were a fighter jet drunk. shot down a plane of civilians. Yes. Yeah. That 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 is something that I find. Yeah, realistic sure so that would be a conspiracy theory where it's like it's not like they were like oh the point is to kill civilians it's like the the conspiracy is we have to cover this up that's a conspiracy and that's a theory that i have about the conspiracy yeah i guess i I don't want to theory i don't believe that it's true it's a theory that it's just a game theory I don't want to split hairs with you about the definition of conspiracy, but I think I think there can be lots of different things that are people have to conspire for it to be conspiracy. But fine. No. No, you don't. What do words even mean, man? What do <laughs> words even mean if a con- to give a conspiracy can be just anything? <laughs> I think I think in the colloquial understanding of the of the term conspiracy theory, it covers a ton of different things other than a group of generals sitting in a room being like, we can't tell the public that we shot down this plane of civilians. It I think, also I think includes... it virtually only covers conspiracy conspiring together. Okay. What's your favorite theory that I'm going to talk about my favorite theories. Fine. And, what's your favorite you theory? Can... Okay. And I'll tell well, you it's a conspiracy theory. Okay, great. Gosh, I love, I love that you have to be so right. <laughs> <laughs> it makes for such good audio. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not sorry about this. I'm sorry about the other times you're referring to. No, it's okay. I don't even remember <laughs> what the original question was. What's um, the theory, Ethan? What's the theory? What's my favorite, wanna... my favorite conspiracy theory right now. So there's a few. Um, obviously, I think because it's local to me, the Oklahoma City bombing being something that was funded by the CIA um, as an attack on its own citizens that resulted in the deaths of of children. Um is is something that's like pretty well documented and it's just like not like just the idea that timothy mcveigh was just this like lone wolf extremist attacker um so i think that one is like probably the one i've read the most about oh the other day i said ted kaczynski and i think i meant timothy mcveigh timothy mcveigh yeah yeah um roger moore was the cia agent that like met him at a gun show and like gave him sixty thousand dollars worth of guns and weaponry and like the atf just happened to be like downtown on call that day and like federal judges had received calls to like not come into work that day to the to the federal building like there's just lots of different things that kind of line up where you're just like Hmm. all of the all of the the cc footage from all over like all the buildings surrounding 
like the FBI has not released the the footage of the of like the car allegedly driving up parking. This allegedly. sounds like a conspiracy, Ethan. It's funny to me that you were like, "This is not that's not what I'm not." And you're just this like, is nothing to do like that. Government that conversation to. that conversation has nothing to do with what I'm talking about now. I I just really believe that like you can accurately call something a, a conspiracy theory. For example, nine eleven because because a group of people didn't sit down and say we're all going to bomb the world trade center and like profit off of it but that's yeah what the happened. cover up is the conspiracy but there wasn't like a cover up of 911 sure but you think you think that 911 was a conspiracy i think it's a conspiracy theory to say it's it's in the realm of conspiracy theory to say that mm. there were a lot of parties that benefited, like the guy that bought the World Trade Center, that bought the biggest insurance oh, policy I of all see what time. You're saying. You're like, point. oh, there's a possibility that people benefited and they did it on purpose. Like they benefited. There's a possibility. There's it. a there's a possibility that they knew about it, and there are multiple parties that could have stopped it, but because so many defense contractors and insurance companies and government officials and intelligence officials all saw that they could benefit from it. They decided to not stop it. So, but mm. but they didn't. But they weren't all talking. Yeah, do you see what I mean? That's not like a conspiracy. Yeah, I do see what you mean. Okay, yeah. it's not. They weren't conspiring, but it is a conspiracy theory. Yeah. My favorite. Sorry, yeah. I I'm very. I want to talk to you about the Oklahoma City bombing more. Off yeah, there's a lot. So that we don't. Get a lot to say. Targeted. Yeah, yeah. You can't just be say. like. You can't just be like the U.S. government probably killed. Let me just finish what I was saying. All yeah. the footage was deleted. So this the the FBI has all the footage, but they never released any of the footage of the van driving up because there's this there is a second guy who was in the van with Timothy McVeigh. There's tons and tons of eyewitness reports of a of two men being there. But the insistence, the official insistence is like it was just Timothy McVeigh. He just mm -hmm. drove up, he ignited the bomb. But the the theory is, is that the second guy is like a known CIA asset and he got away. And so if they release the footage. Then everyone would be able to see that the second guy, the John Doe number two, as he's called, would actually be linked back to the United States government. So they've never released the footage, which is Dang. a problem because it's like we have all this footage of 9-11. We have all these footage, this footage of all yeah. these other things. But like we have the footage of this Oklahoma City bombing and it's still not released, like, not released, mm -hmm. which is a problem. So anyway, that's my thing. I like old conspiracies. Yeah. Because they're simpler and they're like more rudimentary, right? So mm -hmm. I like conspiracy theories like uh, Henry VIII uh, realizing that he could dissolve the monasteries and so starting Anglicanism just so he could seize three-fifths of England's land. I like that part. I would argue um, with you that that's not conspiracy. That's just accurate reading of history. That's just what happened. I like you the know? conspiracy theory that J.P. Morgan sunk the titanic <laughs> i like that one that's a good one that's a good one that's not even that's that's an also just an accurate read of history yep um i like what other conspiracy theories do i like the loch ness monster is real that's that's just obvious obviously yeah. correct there are some other ones that are like a bit more controversial like the election was stolen in 2020 that i like tend to believe um more recently, am I Harry entirely Truman. convinced that the that the Hamas attack on Israel was not a false flag? No, I'm not entirely convinced that it wasn't a false flag. Mm. You know, um, is Michelle I Obama think... actually a man? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Did Harry Truman pick the two most Catholic cities in Japan? On That's a purpose? good one. That's actually probably my favorite one. Is the the fact that Harry Truman was a Mason? And yep. picked Hiroshima and Nagasaki because of their high Catholic population density mm -hmm. um, to to bomb them. So that that's a pretty good one. Anything involving yep, the Masons is just kind of fun. And then more recently, well, actually, I can't talk about that on Maine because then we'll get we'll get. Oh, I'm so excited! <laughs> we'll yeah, that's why I wanted to go through the conspiracy theory one first yeah. because we can't really go in depth because we can't go will, in depth uh... because there's because there's one that I kind of believe that I can't say publicly. <laughs> And so it's just like, <laughs> because, because there's like friends of ours will hear me talk about it. Like if, can you imagine if KPMG heard me talk about that? It'd be over. <laughs> like we wouldn't be friends anymore. You know, do I know what you're talking about? Am I supposed to know what you're talking? We talked about, about it on the bonus episode last week. I was hammered. No, I'm just kidding. I was just sick. <laughs> All right. Anyway.
Oh, yes. I do remember. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Anyway. There's been, yeah, we'll talk more about it later. But the, do we want to get into it? Uh, I talked to my, my, one of my clients is from, I said this before the show. I talked to one of my clients. He's from Jordan and formerly mm-hmm. Palestine. And he was like, he was giving me the skin. And I was like, Sammy, tell me more. Tell me everything about Jordan. Muslim guy, but he likes me because I'm Catholic. He's like, he's like, the Israelis hate us most. And I'm like, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. You win that one. No, he meant us together. The most like Muslims and Catholics. That's the, yeah. If, if you could have a Muslim Catholic guy, that would be the guy that the Israeli hates the most. That's why, that's why they, that's why they hate the Maronite. That's why they hate Hani. That's why it's true. No, nobody hates Hani. Everybody likes nobody Hani. hates Hani, dude. I think about Hani. Probably Hani is my Roman Empire. Like Hani is my Roman Empire every day, every day, every day. I think about him every time I take my microphone out because it still smells like his cologne. Really? It's 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 baked into it. I guess. Okay, we need the whispers. We need the whispers. Five minutes, short walk, short walk. Not not bad hike. I love him. I miss him. He's okay. He's safe. I asked him. I know. It's good. I'm glad you DM'd him. I would imagine, because he lives in Nazareth, and so it's like there hasn't really been anything. It's all been in Gaza. Like, there hasn't really been anything up by Jerusalem. There has been some bombing of Tel Aviv, but like, not really. I did see a video. This was crazy. I saw a video on Twitter of like people like ducking and covering in the Tel Aviv airport because there was a a bomb threat. And that was crazy because it's like I've been there. Oh, I've walked. We probably we did talk about that. this last week. Yeah, I think so. But that was it was crazy. Um. Anyway, last one is the one that I'm excited is one that I'm excited for. Yeah, and it is. What was the topic? Read it. Uh, do you want to do? I'd love to get an update on the home ownership slash intentional community journey. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Michael asks i'd love to get an update on the home ownership slash intentional community journey what have you learned what do you hope for what did you think about in building the house and community the gen z housing market or lack thereof and building generational homes slash communities has been on my mind lately so that is a a good question um man and and someone else also asked like just how is home ownership generally it's, it sucks, dude. I mean, it's cool. It's cool to own. You got a, a house. nice house too. Thank you. It is it's a nice great. house. It's great. Um, I highly recommend if you're out there and you want to buy a house, just like move to a town that's like sucks, because that's where I live. <laughs> and uh, and and houses are affordable. You know, you can get a new house True. in a sucky town, and it's probably will will not cost you that much but my mortgage is still really high and the it's just hard. It's just like hard to like have taxes and insurance and the Mm -hmm. mortgage. And then on top of that, it's all the utilities. And so it's just like so much of my income is just going to like up housing of of the house, you know, which is fine. Cause I, I recognize that it's like, this is an investment and it's like, uh, it's a choice. You know what I mean? Like I would rather have a house that I own that I can do what I want to um, and have less discretionary spending on other things. Like I would rather own this house and, and live next door to my friends than have more money to invest in a 401k. You know what I mean? Like just to me, it's more. Yeah. And so like I would rather have two, three, $400 less a month to invest that I'm spending on, you know, gas and electric and all these other insurance, all these other things. Um, because it's like this life that I'm building is more important than like the theoretical life that I might have when I'm 65, you know, if I put however much money a month in at my 401k, I recognize that like I need to invest and save for retirement, whatever, but it's like, I don't know. I'm building up my life for right now for like the next 20 years, you know, but it's also there's like, there's, there's one, there's one in one sense, it's true, all that stuff, retirement, but there's like, oh, and if you invest, if you invest like 25 instead of 26, like it's, it's a factor of like $5 million. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's correct. But in 40 years, $5 million is not $5 million. Right. So don't, like, it's, it's also hard assuming, to- it's also assuming that the stock market continues to appreciate it, the average of 4% a year, every year. And that continues to outpace inflation, which just like is not, 
like both of those things just aren't true forever, you know? So yeah. like if I own this house, I own this house, you know, nobody can take it from me well, unless except by force. So anyway, um, it's, it's hard. Cause the, we've had multiple families that we've invited to, um, to live here and pretty much without fail, all of them have decided to move somewhere else. Mm. <laughs> and mm. that's been really tough. Cause it's like, yeah, there have been three or four really solid like friends of ours that buy into the vision that just had to make a decision that was right for their family where they had to move mm -hmm. somewhere else. And so that's just been like really tough because um, yeah, because there's houses right across the street from me that are for sale for, I just looked at it, $256,000. They're nice houses, three bed, two bath, 1600 square feet, two car garage, nice backyard safe, quiet area. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, they haven't sold. And I'm like, I, I wish I could just put my friends into those houses. Cause like, there's, that's such a, that's such an affordable house. You know, like you can't yeah. get that everywhere. And so that's the, that's the hard part. Um, but the, it's just been not right for so many people. So we've just kind of have made the best of it, which has really just been us and the family next door to us. And even the family down the street, that's, that's also kind of the, they lived here first and they're the reason that we moved here. Like we haven't really seen them all that much because the wife has been in school and the husband's doing like EMT training to be a firefighter. So they've just been really busy. So really it's just been like us and our next door neighbors. And it's been really, really good. You know, like it's kind of astonishing to me how good it's been. Like these people, the Bechetas that live next door to us, they're not like, they weren't my best friends when I moved here. Like, mm -hmm. Emma wasn't best friends with the wife. I wasn't best friends with the husband. Um, but like living here now, and I wouldn't, I still wouldn't say that they're like my, like the husband is my best friend, you know, because it's just like a weird dichotomy. They're like you're either my best friend yeah. or you're not. I don't, but I don't think, I don't think that that persists past. Yeah. 15. Childhood. I yeah. know. Yeah. But it's just, it's interesting to see how much of a difference it makes just in terms of like the livability of your life. Like the ability for Emma to go over to go next door and just like put Peter down so that he can play with Magdalene and Iva, you know, so that she can just have like a break for a second. Phenomenal, you know, like we just didn't have Incredible. that before. Yeah. And so like mm -hmm. even those little five minute breaks or just going over to watch a show together or I went to Stillwater to watch the K-State Oklahoma State game with Chet because he had a day off from work. And so we drove up there together. It's like, man. It's just kind of weird. We're, our lives are so integrated um, in a way that's not weird. It's just like it's normal to do stuff together. And there's no obligation. There's no pressure. But there is desire, which is really cool. Yeah. So like cool. we desire to spend time together. We desire to make food for each other. Like when Chet is gone at the fire station and Ray needs some food. She just comes over, brings the girls. Emma has made extra food. So Ray just eats really fast and then takes the girls back over to her house. And there's no expectation that like Ray pays us back, you know, or like yeah. she makes us dinner or anything like that. It's just like you're next door. Your husband's gone on a 24 hour shift. You come over. And then when I'm gone traveling for crunch stuff or for whatever, or I'm gone for my job, then Emma does the exact same thing. She goes over and they feed her. And it's just like this it's this amazing thing where it's like the desire, but there's no expectation. It's like, we want you over whenever you can come over. We want to hang out whenever you want to hang out. But like, if you say, Hey, you know, I need some time with my family or like, we're really tired or you know, we're busy. Okay. Yeah. No problem. And it's just like such a free there's environment yeah. to live in, you know, yeah. and it's, you feel so supported uh, mm -hmm. often. And I, I think it's really uh it's really been spectacular. So it's like, even I, I would obviously, I hope that there's more families that come and that join us and we're just trying to build it up and make it to be more than what it is now. But even if it's just two yeah. families, it's quality of life is miles better than what it was when it was, just, we were living on our own. So yeah, it's been really cool. That's cool to know. Yeah. It's, it's like, we're, we're working through, um, <clears throat> we, we mentioned, we mentioned the Arcadia, the Arcadia project to uh to some folks that that are running the um the ministry that i told you about here and they they were like they're really interested in that idea and it's like <clears throat> they're 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 trying to do something similar um 
in spirit, not necessarily in execution, mm -hmm. where it's mm -hmm. like they've kind of made their home into a place where people come together. So they run right. like three, they have like three get togethers every week at their house. And sometimes insane. four. Yeah. It is insane. It's to the point where, by the way, if you want to, if you want to donate to this mission, uh, DM me and I can let you know how, but they're, they're looking to, they're looking to purchase another house. Patreon.com slash the crunch. If you want to yeah, donate I'll, to this I'll, mission, I'll, I'll buy my house, but it's like their, their ideas like, put together a, like kind of a, a, a focused missionary style house where it's like younger single missionaries live there mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they host these events and like, you know, they're, they kind of give up their, cause these two are doing this, their entire family life and their child's life is centered around, you know, people mm -hmm. coming over for men's group, for women's group, for single women's group. Like it's really cool what they're doing. Um, but it's, it's also great because their lives have kind of become intertwined with ours. Right. So Phoebe watches her, her son um, while she's working on ministry stuff. And it's been good because it's like I I Michael's job. Michael's job goes to paying for the for the ministry. He paid mm -hmm. he paid for a, a 130 person retreat out of pocket. Um, an incredible guy. <laughs> and uh, he just texted me, actually. <clears throat> and my job, my job goes to my wife staying home. So she can watch their kids. It's kind of cool because we're like pooling resources, right? And then like I'm helping them with sorry, I have a frog in my throat. Um, I'm helping them with like fundraising stuff because that's like that's a skill that I have. So instead of just like we're pooling resources, community life, that's really cool. And um I recommend it. Yeah, absolutely. I, if you I can do it, what Ethan's doing, it's much better because then there's like yeah, because because we can have to find drive someone. to their house. If you can you know, find someone that you're you're friends with that you can stand, you know, yeah, it's like or maybe a better phrase is, is like if you would let your kids go over to their house and not think twice about it, you know, like if you had yeah. no concerns about like what would happen, you know, mm -hmm. then it's like just take a chance, you know, and like make that risk because it's it's weird, you know, that like, but this is now it's just like normal, you know, now I just like live in a house next door to this other family and we just kind of do everything together. And it's like, vibe. Emma's like, do we do too much with them? And I'm like, no, we live next to them. What do you like? Do you expect us to temper that? Like, how would you? Cause I see them every time I go outside, <laughs> you know, yeah. like we see them every night after dinner, we go on walks together through town. Um, and so it's just like, and it's not weird. That's the cool thing about it. Like it hasn't turned into like a strange thing. Like we still hang out with other people. They have people over and we're not invited. We have people over and they're not invited. It's not like just super involved in everything all the time. It's just like, yeah. Um, again, if you come at it from the right approach, it's just like, this is a, an opportunity for us to rely on each other when we need it and yeah. not. Like and it an could, obligation it could turn into to... something that's not necessarily healthy. There could be aspects of it that aren't healthy. There totally. could be aspects of it that are, there's conflict. Mm. There could be, but like Crime, that's the risk intrigue, for the reward. The spicy right? section of the book talk shelf. <laughs> it's book talk like TikTok. I need I, you to understand that. I do understand. I hated that. What, I read that I and I said, I hate is. this. Yeah. I hate this. Uh, Anyway, <laughs> it's it's the risk of living in community is that people have faults. They gossip, right? People have faults. Mm -hmm. They get angry and they hold mm -hmm. grudges and mm -hmm. they they yell or they, they just they see more of you than the rest of the world sees. Mm -hmm. And that's scary because it's vulnerable. And so it's like they see you at your very best and they also potentially see you at your very worst. It's like, well, that's that's just like a risk that you take by opening your life up to someone yeah. else. You and, know, and that's true and in like marriage is true in like community yeah. with family life. Oh yeah. And community life is worse today because of this dynamic where when we see the, not even just like the, the, the broken, but like the sinful, when we see the evil that people mm -hmm. can do, like, we decide to shut them out. My family suffered from that a lot when we were kids. Like when um, some of you guys know, like the history of my dad, right? Like won't go into it. It's not too awful. But like when some people found out like what was going on, um, they just wouldn't let their kids. I mean, obviously not letting them come over. That makes sense. But like mm -hmm. 
not hang out with us at all. Mm-hmm. Like not out, invite us over, like yeah. ostracizing my mom, you know? And like, and, and that kind of, that kind of, um, that kind of isolation is safe. I now don't have to deal with the kind of family. I don't have to deal with the family who has someone in it that would do that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And like, that's a lot easier when you live, you know, neighborhoods away from each other. Right. Right. Um, it's harder to deal with when you live down the street from each other. Um, mm-hmm. But because it's hard, because you're stuck together, that means you push through things you otherwise wouldn't. And, yeah. you know, you've there's there's no half measure. Right. There's no like I'm half your friend. And like if something bad happens, then I don't have to see you again because we live 20 minutes away from each other. So it's 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 easier. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like it's really risky to go all in with another family to like say I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Like as a, it's hard it's risky to do that with with a with a spouse right um but it's so it seems like just my my one my one i I spent two nights at the stevie's and it was great because ray it was um ray's uh husband was at the was at the station and she's like can i just like come over and hang out and she did and she came and she took the baby monitor with her which is great because like otherwise Mm -hmm. you would not be able to do that because you're not you know like you're not near the baby (laughs) yes you can't just go down the street you can only really only go next door realistically but she got to have adult social time, mm-hmm. which otherwise she'd be alone in a, in a house by herself with a sleeping baby. And yep. And that sucks. And so like we were made for this and we should more have more of it. I'm proud Indeed. of you, man. You've done something great. It, it wasn't the huge. It's not yet the huge community that you're it's going to be. But I'm proud of you for making that that step. Yeah. The first step is is the most important one, because now we can build from here and there's and we're in an area where there is. Yeah, literally a lot of building going on. Yeah, a lot of red dirt being moved. A lot of red dirt. uh, A lot of houses going up. House just sold down the street for like two twenty five. So if anybody is looking for a a neighborhood, you'll have to go through an intense vetting process because you are all freaks, and I'm not going to let any of you live near my kids. There will be background checks and there will be there will be background checks. There'll be fingerprinting show. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, so um, yeah. So if you have more questions just about that whole thing, you can reach out to me on Discord. I probably won't answer unless you're a patron. And so, because I just I'm just trying to be only active in the Patreon chat these days. Because oh yeah, you're trying yeah. to be exclusive. Yeah, no, the, the general is getting as as our as our Instagram followers come in, it's people who aren't acquainted with the show. They're just people are saying yeah. GM friends, and it's like, no, nah, listen. Yeah. Say that kind of Discord. Which is cool. But if you're if you're not active in our Discord, it's really turned into a pretty cool community. There's a lot of stuff getting yeah. shared and yeah, a lot of people sharing always, prayer requests, a lot of things yeah. being discussed. Um Patrick and I hang out typically in the Patreon sections of the Discord, but occasionally we'll hop into the episode discussions just to chat about the things we talk about here. But um, if you want to meet some like-minded people, maybe try to build up some community yeah. in your own area. The Discord's a great place. My to notifications start. are on for the Patreon, so that's like that nice. kind of tells you how it is. Yeah, bit.ly/crunchdiscord. And uh, if you would like to support us, we really need better microphones. We really need better cameras. Oh, I got one. I got a better microphone. I just haven't set it up yet. The microphone oh, okay. that guy offered came in. So we Patrick, need Ethan a better microphone. Patrick does stuff without telling me. And if you want to force Patrick to tell microphone. me stuff, you go to patreon.com slash the crunch. Totally told and, you about this. And you can support us. And, and then we can pay for us an assistant that makes Patrick tell me stuff. And that's the dream. He did tell me about the microphone. It was just a while ago. <laughs> um, do you think, Ethan, do you think life with me working with me would be better or worse if i had an assistant better 100 percent, no question really yes oh my gosh yes yes because i know i know that if i told something to the assistant hey patrick needs to do this then the the assistant would would make you do it (laughs) or just do it for me or do it for you and things would not languish in no man's land yeah, that's true. I'm not important or like I'm not rich, important or like intellectually powerful enough to need an assistant like Scott, like Dr. Han has an assistant that reads all of his emails and like responds and grades his papers. And so he just thinks if I and could talks. monetize how bothered I am, then you would be important enough. <laughs> I feel I'm, I guess I don't feel that bad. 
No, so you don't. It change. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It's more of a bit. I am changing a little bit at a long conversation with, with Phoebe about with my, my lovely wife about this. About what? About like, about doing things about, about, about my, when I say I'm going to do something, I like have uh-huh. every intention of doing it. It's not that I'm like lying. It's mm. that it just floats away. Yeah. And it's possible I just need drugs. It's possible I just need pharmaceuticals to make the, to, to fill the, the plug the hole in the leaky bucket. Here's a little drug that you need. The word no. Probably. Possibly. Yeah. You know, but some things you can't say no to, right? Like, hey, we really need to get our driver's license updated to the state we've lived in for six months. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. That. It just goes out of my brain. Gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, we'll get you an assistant. Patreon.com slash the crunch is the place to go if you want to get Patrick an assistant, but really get me a better microphone. Uh, that's the place to go. And we'll keep talking about this in the bonus episode, which is also patreon.com slash the crunch. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people before we sign off? Does anyone know if there if there's like volunteer assistance? You know, like like pastors get them. The old ladies like willing to do paperwork and answer emails for the pastor. Does anyone know of anyone who would do volunteer everything for me? I'd really appreciate it. Thank you. No longer. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you and we will see you all next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.